Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And today we are going to talk to you about your gut, which is one of my favorite subjects. It seems everything goes back to it. Uh, The name of this show is called, Is Your Gut Healthy and How to Tell? And then toward the end of the show, we're going to tell you a very exciting story about one of our patients and his journey with us. So um, hang on tight. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, But we wanted to get started with, you know, gut health because immune system is out of the gut and people don't understand that and I'm hoping Dr. Lewis will explain to us how that's possible and why it is compromised and what we can do about it. So Dr. Lewis would you tell us what you want us to know about is your gut healthy? Yeah the quick answer is no it's not it's just how unhealthy is it? Uh, the reason I pretty much say everybody has a gut problem is because we have horrible food. Uh, it's not uh, nutrient dense, and yes, food is important, but it's not complete. So uh, the the presence of glyphosate and all these chemicals they put on it. Uh, one of the things <clears throat> that messes with gut health and causes leaky gut, and I'll get into those symptoms in a minute. <clears throat> is because it's it's the presence of gluten, but gluten's not the only bad protein that's in wheat, in uh, barley, and hops, and rye. Um, what has happened is we fertilize our crops with NPK, and the food, the the plants say, "Oh my God, I've got this burst of energy," and since I have this, it's like we're feeding our food fast food when we're feeding it NPK, and it grows at an accelerated rate, and it says, "Oh, I've got to put it out in protein." And people think protein's a good thing. Well, that protein is gluten and and other bad proteins, <clears throat> and we have four to forty times more gluten in our food, in our wheat especially, uh, than we did just a few short decades ago gluten is not a good thing and we test people it's like oh my god no wonder you can't get well you got to cut this out and and it's just to varying degrees but we're seeing more and more of it uh, now than we saw say 20 years ago autoimmunity is getting to be uh, it's definitely on the rise and that starts in the gut even if the autoimmune disease is you know, Hashimoto's or Sacrins or rheumatoid arthritis. So the excess gluten and uh, glutenin and all kinds of other things, when it causes leaky gut syndrome, what it really causes is what we say uh, microbial dysbiosis, which means you don't have the right kind of bacteria, yeast, and fungus in your guts or the right ratio. Things that cause leaky gut, we talked about gluten, that's the main thing. Uh, medications, people that do NSAIDs forever, and I just talked to a real sweet man that says, well, I've done the, uh, all the acid reducers for many, many, many years. Well, that's covering up the problem, but not really fixing it. Food allergies, that goes back to gluten, but there's a lot of other gluten problems caused by the leaky gut. Chemical sensitivity, that's getting much, much, much uh, 
Well, it's, it's way more prevalent because we have more chemicals and, and the body's getting in more than it can actually detox out. <clears throat> Celiac disease, you know, I thought I had gut cancer. It hurts so bad and did the testing. They said, no, you're just one tiny step away from being celiac, which causes malabsorption. So Janet gives me gobs of stuff we'll talk about today and makes me better. And, and leaky gut can help you lead to autoimmune, digestive insufficiencies, poor diet, nutritional deficiencies, and, and all those kind of things. Stress, which can be alcohol. Uh, it can be too much coffee, uh, all kinds of things. But I'm trying not to tell them myself. Ice cream, sugar. Uh, so the the food allergies, you know, creates a vicious cycle, and so does the chemical sensitivities. Uh, when you start getting brain fog, or I think the technical term for that is toxic encephalopathy, or something like that. Well, the simple answer is just take some benfotamine and get the percentage of candida way, way down from 85% down to under 15% in your gut. Uh, nutritional deficiencies, we all have them. There's no way in the world you can even just eat totally organic and have uh, all the nutrition you need. And organic is certainly an improvement, but it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not complete. So if you've got that chronic fatigue syndrome, IBS, depression. Yes, depression is most of the time, it may, be, may not be caused by the gut, although it can be, but that is always part of the equation is the gut and inflammation and chronic depression. And it's interesting because when you go to the doctor, they give you something for depression. They, uh, and doctors are wonderful. They do many life-saving things, but... Mm -hmm. But they take the body apart, and they take one area, and they treat it. They never think about the body as a whole and why you're having depression to start with. So they give you this pill to cover that up, but you haven't gotten to the root of it, which Dr. Lewis is saying could possibly be your gut. And, you know, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about transit time with the colon because that's one of my favorite things. For you guys have already heard this story, you just have to sit through it. Um, but we have, um, I had a lady that actually drove up to the office the other day. She she drove by and was filming our office, and, and it was almost five when we were getting ready to get off. And I thought, this is, what is she doing? Uh, of course, my curious self had to go outside and see what was up, and she parked and she said, Oh, somebody gave me your information, and I'm just, filming your your place here so that I can look it up online with a website and all and I said well what's going on and she said uh, well she said uh, I'm real bloated I'm taking the skinny gut shots and I just got myself a vitamin d shot and um, I just needed to know why I'm so bloated and I can't go to the bathroom I said well what do you mean you you can't go to the bathroom she goes oh I only go about every week and a half and I said okay i said well you know there's things that help that and she goes oh no i can't take anything i don't digest it and so i'm going you go every week and a half how many meals a day do you eat oh i have three i said oh okay i said so if you had a train and it had three cars on it and it went through a tunnel and none of those trains came through the tunnel for a week and a half what are they doing? And she said, well, I don't know. I said, well, they're obviously st stuck in there. And 
every meal you put behind it's getting attached to that last car. So you've got a big clog. And she said, oh, no, I do Metamucil. It helps me pass it. I said, yeah, you should look at the ingredients on that. And um, she said, well, what would you give me? Because I, I can't digest. I said, no, I said, it's not you can't digest. You are you have leaky gut, what Dr. Lewis is talking about. I said, you've lost the ability for your colon to push those things through. And so we talked about digestive enzymes, and we talked about uh, SBI support, which I'm going to get Dr. Lewis to talk a little bit about, because she really thought that was her best life, even though she felt horrible. She said, I just don't know what to do. I said, well, I'm trying to give you answers. Low-cost lab work would really help, because we could see why. Again, thyroid could be involved in some of that. But, you know, there are so many people out there suffering thinking that's a normal way to live. You should be going to the bathroom within 30 minutes to an hour after you eat every meal, not every other day. I've always done it all my life. That's the way I've been all my life. I don't have. I can't tell you the times we've heard that. Well, well, see, people are arguing for their limitations. If you're doing that, change the narrative because you're, you're whatever you speak is what you're calling into existence. Right. And so I I brought her in here. I, I stood in here with her 30 minutes. I tried to explain to her how everything was connected. She looked at me like I had three heads, um, and she kept arguing for the limitations. She said, I just don't think I can swallow any of this because I don't think I can get, I can pass it. I said, well, we know you can't pass it. I said, but you've got to start somewhere. So maybe she'll come back. I don't know. But that's a lot of the population out there. That's the knowledge they have of what's supposed to happen with their bodies. So that's why I want Dr. Lewis to give a little bit of hope here are you, can you fix leaky gut? Is that just like, I mean, it sounds so devastating ending. Is it done? If a sick body produced it, do you think a healthy body with God's innate wisdom can fix it? Depending on how you answer that. And it's amazing to me how many people sitting on the toilet having a bowel movement and tell me, I think of your wife every time I have a bowel movement, the trains are coming through. And it's like, well, I bet that's good. But, well, then I'm going to give them something else to think about. Huh. The perfect poop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet you've never noticed. Oh, I actually had one lady said, I, I will not look at my poop. I, I said, you don't look at your poop? No, I don't want to see it. Once it's gone, it's gone. I said, okay. <laughs> well, you, you might want to observe it to see some healthy indicators to look for because that's actually a good indication of your intestinal health. The Bristol Stool Scale provides an easy visual reference. Some key things to look for are if the texture, the texture of it should be smooth. Hard, lumpy poops often indicate constipation. If it looks like a baby Ruth, you've got problems. If you've got time to read Facebook thoroughly or to read a magazine, you may have you may be having issues, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the shape Sausage shape is ideal. Overly liquid is typically a sign of diarrhea, and pellet shapes are a sign of constipation. Actually, I think you get pellet shapes as you are getting the little pockets in the colon. That's a possibility, the diverticulosis. Right. Buoyancy. You didn't know you needed to see if they floated first, did you? 
do they sink in the toilet? Poop that floats may be may contain undigested fats. Isn't this interesting? What about people who don't have a gallbladder? I wonder if they still have if it's buoyant. Yeah, because it's not digesting the fat. That's why if you've had your gallbladder out, you well, we all need digestive enzymes to different degrees, but if you've had your gallbladder out, you definitely need our digestive essentials. And people that even had their tonsils out have uh, chronic fatigue. Yeah, I know that's off subject, but you know how I am. Yeah, um, any straining or experiencing any pain during bowel movements should be investigated, as should any blood. And I've had people come in and go, has some blood in my stool. I'm like, it's in your stool like it was dark, or was it bright red? Oh, it's bright red. Well, Dr. Lewis always says that's generally hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids are piles, but I always tell them, go see your GI doctor. They have some really good tests to, to see if you're bleeding internally, especially if you're anemic. So that's just some stool health there for you uh, that you did not know or maybe did not want to know. Now that it's all icky, we can get on to something else maybe. <laughs> yeah, con- constipation. And most of us are constipated because we're too busy and we've taught at school, no, you can't go till this. Well, it, it's usually constipation's a combination of a lot of things, but it's the bad bugs that I've talked about. And they put out bad toxins that actually intoxicate and almost and can pretty much paralyze normal nerve to muscle function. Think vagus nerve. Uh, Food allergies, they inflame the gut lining. People say, I'm not inflamed. Well, if you're overweight, you have a chronic inflammatory issue. Uh, Nutrient deficiencies, especially magnesium. I take magnesium citrate because it gathers water and helps, you know, the stool. But I also take the magnesium ultra for other reasons. Uh, Processed, overcooked, fiber poor foods, so to speak, is a bad thing. Uh, You know, the candida diet is uh, really necessary for most people to get rid of candida. I think it's easier to kill it, but easier to kill it than starve it out. But, you know, here's the other thing. The the guy that just told me, well, I've taken antacids for many, many years, and he said, da-da-da-da. I said, well, that's probably a big part of your problem. But, you know, what they don't realize is, you know, the... uh, gastric reflux stuff it's usually because there's too much alkali from the pyloric sphincter not closing because alkali comes up from the duodenum it's not usually too much acid it's too little acid and too much alkali and they don't know that the symptoms are the same and you know if you get the chest pain and chest burning you have to see a cardiologist for that but and, and people sometimes say well I feel nauseous well there can be a lot of reasons for that usually it's lack of digestive enzymes and maybe probably food allergies but especially pregnant women when they start having the pregnancy it's almost always a lack of b6 now it needs to be a good b6 we have the activated the p5p and most women say oh my god my nauseousness is gone so you don't have to suffer through pregnancy for that i wish i would have known that many years ago before i was in nutrition there's so many women that need to know that about not not having to be nauseous during pregnancy that is like the flu that doesn't stop for three months so b vitamins that what you're saying for that yeah good b vitamins i i I take the p5p but for other reasons but it's always good to start with a good multivitamin. I think it's better to be well-rounded. 
So we're going to move from stools, since we don't want to talk about that anymore. How about we move to gas? Gas good? Maybe not good. Depends on what you read on Facebook. <laughs> That's actually a sign that uh, you may have something going on amiss in your gut. A little bit of gas is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you have a lot of gas, you know, it could be uh, undigested proteins, undigested, uh, you know, a battle between the candida and the good bacteria. Right. Uh, like beans. Uh, you can help reduce your gassiness by chewing your food slowly and thoroughly. Dr. Lewis and I are usually the last people at a table when we go to, when we eat with any of the, the reps that come to see us or anyone. I, I don't know why it's, we're so slow. I think we've just read so much stuff. It's just like we, we want to make sure we're digesting our food. People inhale food. Maybe they're on a time crunch. Well, I don't they, know. They eat maybe three times faster than we do. I, it's like that you need to make sure you're slowing down and chewing thoroughly because the more you break down food in the mouth, the easier it is to further digest. You need to keep a food diary to identify triggers. Common culprits include legumes and dairy products. Well, that's the truth. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, I love the research part, but you know, if you do prolonged cow's milk, it actually challenges the intestinal permeability, which you have to counteract by lactobacillus casei, and that's from Journal of Gastroenterology. Uh, bugs in the gut, breaking barriers to understanding. You know, try to take a short walk after a large meal, since movement helps stimulate peristaltic. Peristalsis. Remember when I said, uh, I think it was the last podcast, that if you exercise and you feel better, it's usually a low thyroid. If you exercise and feel tired, it's an adrenal issue. So keep that in the back of your head, too. Limit your consumption of carbonated drinks because that'll make you gassy. And, you know, I was reading something yesterday in a book that I have always thought was kind of more fluff and smoke and mirrors and BS than... uh, most of them because just because it's in a book doesn't make it true and it it was talking about a high carbohydrate diet was the best for you and it's like well that's what's made us all fat and metabolic syndrome and diabetic uh you know and and, uh cholesterol too high and and the ratios are wrong is the high carbohydrates so and and i'm more of a keto paleo primal but that's not even good for everybody it's the point is, it's not one size fits all. Now, I, I do lean a little bit toward keto and, and staying away from the carbs and the sugars, but uh, you have to kind of tone that with what works best for you. And then they say, well, did you read that book, Eat Right for Your Blood Type? Yeah, I read it. I think it's about 10% true. Uh, but we have digestive enzymes that are more geared toward how you eat. Digestive enzymes help the gassiness situation as well, right? Well, especially our chewable digestive enzymes, Essentials V, which stands for more vegetables or vegetarian because it has the different things to break down the cell walls of the fruits and vegetables. Your meals taste good. I can even get our 8-year-old granddaughter to take those. She didn't believe me. I broke them out at lunch one day. She goes, what are you doing, Nina? I said, I'm getting ready to take my enzymes before my meal. She goes... I want to try one. I said, okay. So I gave her one. She goes, she, you tell it's like a piece of candy because they're, they're sweet. They taste really good. Yeah. Uh, probiotics. Don't probiotics also help gassy situations? 
Yeah, it really does. And, you know, let's get a little deep for just a second. Uh, you know, the inflamed intestines causes something called cytokines or cytokines. It's a chemical associated with inflammation. And it's not a bad thing, but when you get a prolonged cytokine storm, you know, that's what they're seeing in COVID. That's what they see in cancer. You have to have a way to decrease these cytokines. And by doing that, uh, and the interleukins also, which is inflammatory chemicals. But gut bacteria can induce or repress, depending on what type of gut bacteria, the P450 pathway of liver detoxification, which we talked about with Casey one time. So yes, good probiotics decrease all of that and causes less fermentation, so therefore less gas. So if your husband traps you under the sheet because he thinks it's funny he's passing gas, just give him digestive enzymes, which leads me to another question. Janet, do you give me digestive enzymes because you love me and keep me healthy or just protecting yourself from gas? I plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we're going to change the subject here a little bit and get back to the products that we'd use for this but i we just have to tell you the wonderful story we just had that came in our office it make this is literally why we do this every day you know there's so many people out there that their lives if they just had a little bit of help could be changed forever um i we just had a a man that's coming here I, i guess he's known us now for I don't know how long Dr. Lewis has been practicing, but a very long time when he was doing chiropractic care. Yeah. And um, the man came in five, six years ago, and he said, my kidneys are failing. And he said, um, I don't know what to do. And we put him on um, some products to help to help strengthen them to give them what they needed trying to help him through that process and to lower the blood pressure and i've always told him you can do it medically you can do it naturally by cleaning up your diet and putting in some nutrients but you've got to get that blood pressure down because it will kill your kidneys and that is what happened he had high blood pressure for a very long time don't ignore it men yeah and um he took a few things and then you wouldn't see him again for a little while Uh, he just came in here uh, well, I'm, let me back up. About three years ago or so, you know, that, that probably went on for a few years that he'd take a few things still, you know, still back and forth. About three years or so ago, he came in here and he said, uh, well, if I don't get this really under control, I'm I'm going to die. My kidneys are shutting down. You heard that 15 years ago. Why did you ignore it? Because he waited for the car to be on fire first. Yeah. Um, so his car is on fire. So he came in here. We put him on a bunch of things. Uh, the doctor was seeing him at that point. He was going back and forth. Every time we saw him, he looked more and more gaunt. Um, but he consistently at that point stayed on the products we gave him. And I can't tell you the lab, every time it started really dipping, I'm like, man, you're real close to needing a kidney transplant or dialysis. And he's like, no, I'm doing dialysis because I understand dialysis is very painful. I hope it's something I never have to experience. Um, but we managed through the supplementation and the lab work to keep him just high enough that he didn't have to have dialysis. Keep in mind, this is not in replacement of medical care. Right, he had in medical con- care. In conjunction mm-hmm. with that, you can live a healthier, happier life and still hang around for your kids and grandkids. He... Um, he just came in here today, and he 
got a kidney. He told me he went on the transplant list um, in September. They called him in November. It was the day before deer hunting season. He had already gone the day before to pick out the deer he wanted, so he was sure he was going to get to shoot it, and that you was in Coleman, Texas. You don't tie those deer to a tree. They're still free, yeah. free range. He said <laughs> that uh, they called him the night before the season opened, and he said, you should have seen how fast I drove to Dallas. He said, I was on the tollway. He said, you know, you're supposed to have two people in the car. I only had one, didn't care. They sent me a ticket. He said, I was going for my kidney. And uh, he got one from a 19-year-old kid. Uh, we had not seen him since he got the the transplant in November. And like I said, he just came in today. And um, he wanted to thank us for all the help we gave him to not go on dialysis. So he, he thanked us for, for not letting him die. And I said, well, you know, that's God, that we just kind of helped support what needed to be there to try to make it through. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. He goes, I don't know why I'm still here. He said, but I'm beginning to gain weight again. He goes, I'm back to feeling like myself. And he said, I even had a bottle of y'all's vitamins in the hospital. And um, he said, I, I had them there. And the doctor told me not to take those because they were too strong for me. And he said, I've been taking these all along. And he said, they said they were too strong, and, and he would just pee them out. And Dr. Lewis always has a great story to go for that peeing it out thing, which is uh, eating a steak. Well, 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 because I think God's a lot smarter than we are. So I was on this podcast as a guest, 250,000 listeners. And he says, you know, you, it just makes expensive urine. I said, well, I just had a $42 ribeye. Did I create expensive excrement? And I said, no, that was refuted 75 years ago, but it's amazing how much a lie and distortion will kind of hang around. Your body, with the wisdom of God, knows what to take. And yes, we excrete it out once it's no longer needed or no longer utilized, but you have to put it in there because you have impaired absorption because of these gut problems that we talk about. Right, and so and James knew that because he'd been doing both things you know, for a long time, so he knew to take that with a grain of salt. He said he, he got back out, he ran out of the vitamins, and he said, I noticed that my my fingernails were not growing back the way they should be. They were very brittle, and, and fingernails always linked to kidneys as well. Um, and so he said, I came down, he said, y'all weren't here that day, he said, I came down and got, a, got another bottle of vitamins, and he said, my fingernails are growing back just fine now. So um, he came in here to give us a hug today to thank us. And that well, we gave him one. We yeah, don't know we, if he wanted it or not. We but. stole it. We stole his hug um, because five years we've been going through this. So that's what makes what we do why we come to work. But you, know? but you got to keep in mind, even supplementation, even if you have good ones, and there's a whole lot of not-so-good ones, mediocre ones out there, if you've had a transplant, you have to be very careful because you don't want to boost your immune system at that point and reject the organ. So you right. have to use these things very wisely. Yeah, you have to get help from a professional that can help you with it. Um, and speaking of helping, would you uh, go over a little bit, a couple of the products that would repair or help leaky gut? I'm especially interested in you talking about SBI uh, support because people don't know what that is, but I was in, in my in my general lame <laughs> understanding of it. It's it's like putting a we always say it's kind of like putting silly putty in the in the holes of the gut. So that because she says it it 
smells like what? It smells like uh, it smells like um, the Play-Doh. Play-Doh. The Play-Doh you used to play with as a well, kid, and I it gets sticky kind of like that. I didn't eat that, so I don't know. I didn't but eat it. I'm just saying it smells that way. The SBI <laughs> is a serum-derived bovine immunoglobulin concentrate, and it gives you the immunoglobulin Gs. So immunoglobulin, think immune health, because as I said earlier, autoimmunity is definitely on the rise. Uh, and there's a, a, a link between autoimmunity and intestinal permeability. <clears throat> so since this leaky gut seems to be so prevalent uh, and the gut barrier has to be uh, fueled, for, for lack of a better term to to help seal it and and the probiotics which i hope i got a chance to get back to that but uh the sbi and gi health has everything to do with good health and i tell my patients so i get a scoop every day and janice says he don't know what he gets i give him two scoops in his drink uh and then one thing i really 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 like is gi support uh, what that does is deglycerized licorice root. Uh, it's aloe vera leaf gel extract and L-glutamine. L-glutamine is kind of a fuel for the cells of the small intestine and helps the replication of good cells and tissue repair starting in the guts, but then that goes through and, and through the body, basically. Uh, it's a powder. It tastes Fine. And, and then it's got the N-acetyl glucosamine, which is a really, really good thing. I like it. I, I take a lot of it. So, uh, And while you're taking these things and people are talking about fasting, you want to take the right thing. Even when you're fast, you, there's a way to speed up the uh, gut healing, and you've got to do the probiotics because... Uh, this is going to be quick. Allergies and eczema can be caused by an imbalance of flora, journal from annals of medicine, asthma associated with colitis. Healthy gut bacteria is used to treat skin infections, folks. That's from Journal of Science and Journal of Lancet. Uh, probiotics are good for systemic diseases such as gastrointestinal, urinary, colon cancer, cholesterol, etc., etc., so, and it goes into the gluten and wheat intolerance. The best thing you can do is just cut out wheat. That's the number one bad actor in our poor health. Well, I hope you guys learned something. You've learned about bowel movement, stool size, what they're supposed to do. If and man, they got a, a new baby, kidney. <laughs> if it's a baby Ruth, something's not right. <laughs> so, with that, would you like to leave us with any closing uh, words or opinions of yours today, which you have many. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm getting more and more opinionated, and and I should apologize, but I tell people it's not going to get any better because I'm you know getting a little bit older. About thirty years, I'll be old. But there's a lot of people out there that need to be healed, and I get so many referrals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, because you're helping people get well. And whatever you do to help somebody get better is going to come back and, and be a blessing for you in ways that you may not necessarily recognize. But in this time of strife, strife and struggles, you, we really need to be kinder, but be more urgent in getting well. Don't wait to get well at 11 o'clock and die at 10.30. You matter. You're here for a reason, and that's to uplift and bless other people. Amen to that. So if you 
want to get started or need to do it again, and it's been a long time, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com, click on the health survey tab. That will allow you to take a little short quiz, and it will suggest to you the appropriate lab panel. We guys, we guys, we hope you guys have learned something today. Um, we'll be here for another exciting show. We never know what's coming next, but we do have some interesting things in the pipe coming down. I think you're you're really going to like as soon as I get it together. Yeah, we're making some really really good yes. changes to help streamline it for us, to so we can handle the business, but more importantly, to take better care of you. It's going to give you a whole lot more than what you've had in the past, which I think we've given a lot anyway. But we're yeah. going to get ready to give a whole lot yeah. more. You guys have a blessed week. We'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You are only one step away from a life worth living. 